0: The first scripture for this morning is Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you heard the latest? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is immeasurable. The Lord has strength and power to the weary and to those who feel dull. Even teenagers get tired and young people run out of energy, but those who depend on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall walk the entire distance and not become worried. Like marathon runners, they will be energized to run successfully
1: So we want to give you a chance to uh, talk about tiredness. That's the theme of of this uh, sermon series, Scripture for Tired, Lethargic People. And there have been lots of things that have happened all around us that tend to make us tired. Today's scripture and message is directed toward finding God's energy in the midst of our. Get it, it, you feel it? Okay. Um, so, would you make groups of three or four or five, and take a minute, and each of you share. Up chairs, that's okay. Each of you share what's made you tired during this season, for example, these 18 months of dealing with COVID 19. Okay, share that with one another as prep for the rest of the scripture and uh, today's sermon. So, ready, get set. Go, Shaman,
0: another Many believed Peter's gospel message and were baptized. About 3,000 persons were added to their group that day. They spent their time learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship needs and prayer with other first century New Jesus followers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you may notice that there is an uh, invisible electric fence that has been uh, placed by some of the technical people in this church that uh, I am not supposed to walk beyond. And uh, hey, I grew up in that on a wheat ranch with cattle and we had electric fences and so I'm really sensitive to electric fences so I won't be coming out there because I don't want to get shocked as they're saying. Okay, (laughs) getting tired and getting energy so I invite us to pray as we uh, look at this energizing scripture. Our God, we... We come to you. We depend upon you. We need you. We hurt for you to be more in our life because of this really crazy, uncertain time that we live in. So we pray that this day, as we encounter you via your word, that we might be energized by your Holy Spirit and we pray these things in your name, amen. You have the sermon roadmap as an insert and you have a cartoon on the back of that and I want to let you know, especially if you work in buildings and grounds, that there are gremlins living in this church building and what they did is that they took the caption away from the cartoon can you believe that (laughs) well i've used this cartoon many times because it hits the nail on the head with this caption you see in the picture that this is a group of people in a church and staff they're meeting in the church office and there's this pile of ashes and smoke coming out, and one of them is looking at it, and the caption is, this is the worst case of burnout I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, a, that's a, an ongoing reality that um, we want to look at uh, today. First of all, as we um, as we move into this, uh, okay, a fall sermon series for tired persons. So, I put up some pictures to help us identify you know you work a 23 hour day and by the end of that day you are ready to do what she is doing or i love this guy (laughs) so what makes you tired or lethargic he's really over the edge as you can see (laughs) So the Book of Acts and and this fall series I'm designing, especially for us, tired people. The interesting thing about it is that having gone through all that we've been through with COVID and uncertainty on the international stage and you know, will my kids get back into school or not? And the school safe? on and on and on. That has left us tired. So, I invite you as we jump in to the book of Acts to not fall asleep. Because in the opening of the book of Acts, chapter one, verse eight, it says, and you shall receive power." Wow. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and even in Kirkland, Washington. Now the interesting thing about the word power is in the original New Testament Greek text the word for power is dunamis, and we get our word dynamite from the word dunamis. So, the scripture is making a really strong case about the work of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts also talks about the Holy Spirit relative to a wind. And the metaphor I'm using is for us to think about going through life, as we're going through it right now, with a tailwind. And I have this picture of Alaska Airlines because when my wife and I lived in Anchorage, typically the way to get to the lower 48 was to fly from Anchorage to SeaTac and then catch the flight to the next location. Well, we were planning a trip to the lower 48, and we got the word from Alaska Airlines that they had launched a new flight direction directly from Anchorage to San Francisco. We had meetings in California. Wow, this is great! I want you to do the math. (laughs) Typically, a flight from Anchorage to Seattle takes three plus hours. Then you get your flight from Seattle to San Francisco, that's another couple hours. Got the math? So Margie and I got on this flight to go directly from Anchorage to San Francisco. We arrived in two and a half hours. And everybody, all of us passengers, were yelling and cheering and going, yay, yay, yay. Two and a half hours from Anchorage to San Francisco. Well, the reason, the reason they told us, of course, was there was this massive tailwind that was moving that plane like crazy south to San Francisco. Well, the book of Acts uses that metaphor of the Holy Spirit as the wind, as the wind. And so I'm I'm inviting us to think of the work of the Holy Spirit as a a tailwind that might really energize us. Okay. Here's a truism, every sermon has to, first of all, apply to the Sermon Giver. And in this case, the Sermon Giver is, guess who? Who? You. Okay, so got it. <laughs> and so this has given me a chance to think about my own And what does it look like to depend on the Lord for energy? And so I have put together a six point biblical approach that I have used for me to address my tiredness as I seek to serve him. Step number one, and I love this picture. And, and, some, and you who are women might especially think about doing this in the morning because there's a great model uh, to begin your day. (laughs) So, step number one out of Psalm 118 says, this is the day, August 29th, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, party on, celebrate that this is God's unique gift. You know what the old school approach to this is? I'm so tired. I don't want to get out of my thing. I think I'll stay in bed a little longer. Long, long. Another boring day. Yeah. And I won't ask you to raise your hands if you've ever felt that. But, you know, we've uh, all been there. that certainly adds to tiredness. So step number one, and, and I have found it to be so terrific for me as I leave our bedroom on the second floor of our home and I head out and, wow, God, look what you have done in the creation of today. And the second part that goes with that, and and this theme of being thankful runs over and over and over through the scripture. It's amazing how many times it is there. The psalm says, rejoice, give thanks, be glad. Okay, for us who are parents, or grandparents, we know how much we say to our children the importance of saying thank you. One of our grandchildren asks me for something and I get it for them and I say, well, first of all, what do you say? Okay, please, Mm -hmm. okay. And then they get it and then I'm waiting. What's the word now? Thank you. What's interesting about that is that when, what I'm calling our attitude of gratitude, our AG, you know, you have an IQ, but what happens when we begin to increase our AG, our attitude of gratitude? Well, medical research shows that when we increase that when we are proactive in giving things our blood chemistry improves so not only beginning the day with saying hey God this is your new creation wow then adding to that thank you God how might I live this wonderful gift to the fullest Step number three is doing a heart exam. And in this picture, there's a doctor. But I'm talking about doing your personal heart exam. And I have found that process to be very liberating because in doing a heart exam, I'm able to look at the stuff in me I need to exit, kick out. Psalm 119 says, Let the words of my mouth and, and what else? The meditations of my heart, my heart, that's that which is really important to me, that which is a driver for me, priorities, etc. That's all into the head of heart. Let, my heart be acceptable to you. So I find it very liberating to pray that prayer and then look at attitudes or thoughts or feelings that I have about others that are good and to give those attitudes thoughts. The boot. Very, very liberating and yeah. gentle. Step four is part of giving the boot. I love this, uh, this cartoon. The man carrying a grudge. <laughs> they made it very visual, you know. And so, you know, that log is going to you know, weigh five or six pounds and, hey, you're going to be really tired if you carry that thing for a day. And so he's saying to someone else, uh, "Would you would you mind carrying my grudge for a while?" But see, the cartoonist has it; those those attitudes are like carrying a heavy load. I have another picture of a guy with a sack of junk on his back, and it looks like it weighs a hundred pounds, and he's attempting to climb a path in the mountain. the freedom that occurs to get rid of that bag of garbage. Scripture says that. It says, for example, confess. Confess your sins to one another. And a companion with that is that forgive one another. When when we refuse, and we've all been there I've been there, when we refuse to forgive, it's an incredibly heavy load that tires us out. Forgive one another as the next step. Step number four, imagine Walking through, uh, I can't walk too far, I've got the fence here. <laughs> Imagine walking through life following Jesus right there in front. You read through the Gospels, you see how many, many times He said to all kinds of broken sinners like us, He said, Come. Step number four, okay, what would it look like for him to be physically present as I walk into this next situation? What would he say? What would he do? Step number four, Lord, show me the path to take at the next intersection. Again, from Psalms, that's a paraphrase. But that ties in with the, the idea of following Jesus today. Because, hey, we know that today each of us will come to a bunch of intersections in the road where we have to make decisions about X, Y, or Z. We have to go this way or this way. And that prayer, Lord, Where did you have me go? What choice
0: should I make this day?
1: Number five, (laughs) take a restorative Sabbath. Again, this book of Acts is addressed to us, tired people. My wife has been leading a group of conferences and workshops for about the past four days. She finished with one in Tacoma and got back last night about 6.30. And this morning as I was preparing to leave, she said, you know, I think I'm going to not work today and I'm going to take the Sabbath, and I said, Right on. Do it for sure. And again, as scripture says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And it's more than just a day, but it's an activity that's very energizing that can happen anytime during the week. And one of the ways that I take a Sabbath during the day is that I will often stop work from my home office and take our dog. (laughs) And I go on a prayer walk around the nearby Yellow Lake where we live. And it's covered with trees and forest and quiet. I come back from that, That's like taking a Sabbath. I come back from that and I go, Oh, okay. I I can do it now. Yes. So that, as is listed in your insert, step number five toward being energized. And then number six. Let the Spirit's energy, the Holy Spirit's energy, energize you Energize me, as Hebrews 12 says, running the race with our eyes fixed on Jesus. We've seen the Olympics in Tokyo, and okay, anybody that's successful in that has to have a clear, clear focus. And so Hebrews says, Jettison all that stuff like prejudice, discrimination, hatred, and anger toward others. Jettison all of that, it says. And then run the race. And imagine these, these people doing the Olympics. You know, what if they were, you know? 20 pounds overweight. What well, if they had a backpack full of rocks? Hello. <laughs> they wouldn't be winning, they wouldn't even get into the Olympics. But that's the metaphor that Hebrews uses. Jettison, all that stuff. Prejudice, discrimination, it says. And then run the race of life. your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith? There it is, six steps for me. I have a little three by five card that I put the six steps in. carry that around just so it's clear to me about okay how i do this so let's do our groups again and uh, take a minute to share with the folks in your group about one of those steps or several of the steps that really make sense to you that you want to apply and integrate into your life this week and uh, again the chairs are flexible so pick them up and make a nice circle There we go.